Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this will be part two of this talk. And uh, previously, I went through some of the techniques we use for rendering. We spoke about volume rendering and MIP and multiplanar, especially with curve planar reconstruction. And we looked at some of the advantages and disadvantages. Now, what I'll do is, now that we've reviewed that, let's just talk about how we really look at a cardiac CT. So the first thing I do is. The study's been done. We're not talking about how we do the study today. We've talked about that before. That'll be part of a different lecture. So we have the study. Now I have to read the study. So the first thing I want to do is I want to look how good the study is. I want to get a general gestalt. So I'll scroll through the data sets. I'll look at the aorta and coronary vessels. How good is the opacification? Are the images motion free or there's the motion present? Are the images uh, in sharp detail or was it a very heavy patient where the images are kind of fuzzy? Now, some of the things like the latter, not much I can do about, but one of the reasons I want to look at the images is to make sure that when I analyze the images, I have the best reconstruction times available. So I've mentioned before we reconstruct at 10% intervals from 0 to 90%, and it gives us 10 sequences. I want to make sure that I'm looking at the best sequence or I'll know what the best sequence is and I may need a different sequence for each vessel. So it's something we'll keep in mind. When I look at the image quality, I'll look at example here and say, of course, in this case, the timing is really poor. All of the contrast is in the right side of the heart. Of course, to get an image like this, I had to borrow from somebody else. This would never happen at Hopkins. Uh, in this next case, which is from Hopkins, I'll look at it and say, okay, the right side of the heart has been flushed nicely. I see the right coronary artery very nicely. The chambers are well opacified. I see the left main and LAD. I know this is a great study, and I should do a terrific job in being able to analyze it and do it within a reasonable time frame. This example, I see a step off. Well, maybe that step off is due to breathing. Maybe it's due to a PVC. Well, you look at the lateral, and you see the step off, but you realize that that's not due to breathing, or you would see changes in the sternum. So it can be due to a PVC, and what you can do, of course, is go in and edit the data set. There's editing tools on every scanner. You want to edit the data set and maybe remove one or maybe two beats to give you a better visualization. I mentioned before we reconstruct things from 0 to 90%, and here's an example why. You look at this ascending aorta, you see the stair-stepping. Well, that's where the system rotates around. But what's happening is I'm looking at the wrong sequence. This is at 50% in this patient, and here it is at 70%. And now look how nice the aorta looks. So one of the things, of course, is you can be fooled. You can't think this artifact. You can't think it's a poor study unless you look at every phase. So you have to look at the correct phase of reconstruction. If you look at this example, here's a set of images. And you can see the two images, one on the left looks like there's motion, one on the right looks perfect. What's going on here? Well, what's going on here is that when you look at the video, the coronary artery, and this is the LAD, is moving. And so it's no surprise when this moves, you can see that depending where the vessel is, you will or will not see the motion being present. And so the key thing is to make sure you analyze it at the right point at the right time. And here it is just with static images and once I pick the correct sequence you can see very nicely how easy it is for me to visualize that coronary artery and analyze. 
The point about the coronary arteries moving is nicely shown in this next sequence. Here's volume rendering showing you the significant motion of the RCA, and here it is in MIP, the same uh, representation. Again, recognize that the coronary arteries move with the right coronary artery moving as much as five centimeters. So something very important to be aware of. It's also important to be aware when there's lots of motion, it's easy to recognize, but if there's just a subtle step off, like this case, you might say, is this a real lesion in the RCA? What's going on? But you recognize that when you look at the right phase, the RCA is perfect. There's a little bit of distal calcification, but no stenosis. So again, you want to be very careful. So now I've, in my mind, decided the study's good. And now I'll look at the coronary arteries. What I'll first look at is where they originate. I'll look for the classic locations of the coronary arteries. I'll look for aberrant vessels, whether it's aberrant coming off the left or coming off the right. And it's a very easy thing to do. You can do it on almost any sequence. Uh, variations are not uncommon, so you really want to look at them. So now I've looked at that, and I'll look at that interactively, and I'll show you that in a moment. I'll then analyze each vessel. Some people go from left main to LAD to CERC, and then do the right coronary. I kind of do it backwards for no good reason. I like to look at the right coronary first because it's the easiest vessel to look at. At that point, I'll help determine dominance of the circulation. And then I'll do the uh, other vessels and do them in a sequential fashion. I mentioned before in the last talk about the possibilities of axial, NPR, different 3D renderings. What do you do? And I mentioned we do all of the above and we do it interactively. Again, the interactivity allows you to have the advantage of not being in the wrong sequence or in the wrong plane. It's also important to realize, we know from looking at plane films of the ankle, for example, that you want to look at things in multiple perspectives. And when I'm trying to detect or define or grade a stenosis, one view is not enough. I want to look at multiple views. Also, we'll use some 4D imaging at times. I don't think that's helpful for looking at uh, stenosis or grading stenosis, but it's great for wall motion. It's great for looking at the valves. And we'll speak about that. And I also, on the initial pass, will look at the chambers, look at the mitral valve, look at the aortic valve, look for calcifications or any other potential pathology. So here's an example. I start off in this case. And you can see from the AP view, you see the right coronary artery. From above, you see the RCA again. You see the aortic valve nicely. But it's only when you scroll through that data set that you recognize the patient's circumflex is coming off the patient's right coronary artery. And it's shown very nicely, the first three images in volume rendering, the last in MIP. And here it is in a video display. Notice how we scroll down through the data set. We're able to look very carefully at the vessel. We'll look carefully at the origin of the vessels. And whether you do this with volume rendering, which is really the ideal way of doing it, or you do it as well in this patient with MIP, again, you see the point very nicely, that that interactivity is key, but also that view from above is the ideal view for looking at the origin of the coronaries and looking for any variations in anatomy. Another example, here's a case where you look carefully and the right coronary is coming off the left cusp. Again, that interior view is not the best projection, but look at these views from above. There it is very, very nicely. You can see how it comes across. Uh, again, going between the pulmonary artery and the aorta, this would be one of those variations that potentially is called malignant because you get compression and this patient can get sudden death. 
So a very important variation to recognize. Another variation, here's the LAD and RCA essentially arising from a common trunk or the LAD arising from the RCA, depending how you want to think about it. Here it is with volume rendering. Here it is with MIP. And you can see they're both coming off that single vessel. And I can lay this out for you a little bit better. And you can see very nicely here, you also notice stenosis at the origin of the patient's LAD, which can indeed be very important. I've spoken before about MIP and volume rendering. And just to show you one example where it's very important to see the differences. In this case, the volume rendering, you very nicely see the uh, right coronary coming off the uh, left main coronary artery. But look at the MIP. You see how the MIP projects it to be not all the way to the left cusp, but more from the non-cardiac cusp. So you want to be very careful. If you don't really um, look carefully at the origin of each vessel with volume rendering, it'd be very easy to miss it. And here's the same process with a uh, uh, curved planar reconstruction. Okay, let's, let's take a look at another example. And again, let's see how we look at all of the different techniques together. So here's an example, axial images looking at the right coronary. Right coronary looks pretty good, but again, I'm looking at pieces and parts. So I'll go to 3D volume, and I see very nicely the origin of RCA, the main portion of RCA. Look at the bottom of the heart, right dominant circulation, see the rest of the RCA. And here it is in color-coded mapping, very nicely shown there. Again, from a straight-on approach. And inferiorly, again, the color does add a lot, particularly in static images. It really gives you a feel of the uh, three-dimensional relationships. Same case, let's stay with the RCA. I use the computer, touch two points to do the um, uh, curve planar reconstruction and very nicely then show you that our right coronary artery looks perfectly normal. I'll rotate the vessel. You see some of the branches of the right coronary. Again, I've now analyzed it. I've said the right coronary artery is normal and I've looked at it with volume rendering. I've looked at it with MIP. I've looked at it with uh, multiplanar reconstruction and curve planar reconstruction as well as axial imaging. Let's take another case. Here's an example of a patient with atypical symptoms of chest pain, but look at the LAD. You see the calcification in the LAD? Agonist score of a 1300. You then take that patient, and here it is in volume rendering. Look at that proximal stenosis in the LAD. That's a significant stenosis. Let's look at it better. Here it is again. Now we'll look at it further. Is that lesion really real? I mean, it's critical. This patient is going to get a cath if you say it's real. Well, here it is again with a off-axis reconstruction. You see the stenosis again. Here it is again, another perspective. And here it is with two more perspectives. So if you've looked at it multiple ways, that's a real lesion. It's not a step off. It's not an artifact. It's the real thing. So it's critical to recognize that lesion and again, by looking at things in multiple perspectives, you really can be certain as to the fact you're making the right diagnosis. Now, in terms of visualization, there are many things beyond the coronary arteries where visualization is critical. And there are certain types of rendering that work best. And I'll tell you what we'll do. Let's take a break now for coffee, and we'll pick up this talk in a couple minutes. See you then.